Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I'm so psyched right now to be on the line with Ahmad. So we, we, we had a chance to connect on LinkedIn and I'm just a huge fan of, of your content, of your posts, you know, compassion and empathy and content and really uh, engagement ultimately that you're driving. And uh, you had a phenomenal growth story on LinkedIn and we'd love to learn about that, but we'd also learn about um, progress and how the best is yet to come. So if you could please just give yep. us an intro and then let's get into it. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Ahmed Iman, for those that don't know me. Um, I've been on my LinkedIn journey now for the last two years, uh, creating content, building a community. Um, and from that, um, a lot of opportunities um, have been able to come my way just because I've really um, amplified the power of, of content and how to best use that to attract opportunities to you. Um, and so, yeah, we can we can certainly talk about that. Uh, we can talk about everything from from content to self improvement. Um, I am what I call an edutainer. Uh, I like to, uh, you know, uh, deliver my message in a combination of both education and entertainment. Um, I am the ambassador for Success Resources, which is a, a large global events seminar company, um, and I also help a lot of people to build influence and become influential voices in their industry. Um, so all of those things are topics that you can just throw at me and. Uh, Really excited to be here. That's phenomenal, man. I mean, you have been an, an ambassador. You have been a spokesperson. You've been an evangelist for so many great ideas, but also uh, you you also create stages for other magnificent speakers. I mean, you, you've yep. been aligned with some some amazing speakers, in fact, folks that we see all over the place. And uh, what was that? What has that process been like for you to go from to go from someone that is uh, maybe behind the scenes or someone that's um, you know, working on creating platforms for other folks, but then eventually finding yourself on that platform where now you become the evangelist, you become the spokesperson. It's, it's surreal. And I don't, I don't know any other way to describe it. I mean, I started, I started off when I was, let's say 18 as a seriously shy, awkward kid. I had zero confidence, low self-esteem, low self-worth, a very low opinion of myself. Um, and my journey started in terms of my self-improvement journey started when someone gave me a gift that was a 24 disc cd set by tony robbins um and i followed his work religiously i followed a number of people throughout the process as you do when you start learning about self-improvement and growth and i slowly started to build up my confidence my courage um, i put myself in, in positions where i challenged my fears to become uh, more confident in certain areas like public speaking and so when this opportunity came around for me to be an ambassador for um, a business like Success Resources, who partners with Tony Robbins, who partners with Gary Vaynerchuk, Richard Branson's and the Robert Kiyosaki's and people like that. It's just absolutely surreal. And it could not be more aligned with with my ethos, um, what I stand for and what I truly believe in. Um, and so it's it's been surreal to now be in a position where um, I can have a large following and speak to people about the things that are important to me um, and have people really resonate with that and, and build a community from that. Mm. Well, I think what's magnificent about this story is that you have found a way to, on your own path of growth and on your own path of learning, 
to also align yourselves where you have uh, a rocket ship that takes you on this on this journey. And I think that this is what most people struggle with. Everyone thinks, well, where, where can I hang my hat? You know, what uh, TV show can I work with? You know, how do I get, uh, you know, aligned with that individual? How do I get with this organization so that as they grow, you know, by proxy, I also grow. Um, and you've been able to find that. Most people, they, uh, and, I, and I think that anyone can do it. It just, it just takes some time, some effort, and some luck. Uh, but I think that, you know, the learning here that we want to extract from you, if that's okay, is how can we actually align ourselves with something that's, that's bigger than us um, that takes us on this, uh, this journey? Um, it's first understanding exactly what you're trying to achieve and also being completely honest with yourself mm. and who you are and what you stand for and then making sure that everything around you completely aligns with that. Okay, so, so for me, it was just a process of self-discovery, um, understanding what was true to me, um, what those values were that really resonated with me, and then going through the process of seeking out people that inspire me, people that I admire, people that I can learn a lot from and spending time with those people. Okay. So I've always been a person that has reached out to mentors um, to try and expedite my journey by learning from theirs. Um, and I don't think that there's a better and more powerful process. If you want to get to where you want to be, you have to have mentors in your life. And I say mentors and not coaches because there's a big difference. Mentors have actually done it, you know, and no offense to any coaches out there, but mentors are people that have actually done it, that actually walk the talk. Um, and so I've just gone through a process of trying to understand who is the best person that I can reach out to, to try and learn from, and then do my best to add value to that person. So it's not just me asking um, for their time or for a favor or to pick their brain, I'm actually adding value and giving back in some way. And that's very important. Mm. Now it it takes, it takes effort to attract a mentor because if someone has quote unquote made it, the, the time that they have in their schedule to take on an apprentice might be somewhat limited. Uh, how, how do you get attention from someone that has made it? How, how can you make a mutually beneficial relationship where you're actually providing value, but then also you're receiving, you know, insight and direction at the same yeah, time? Yeah, look, a lot of people approach it um, incorrectly. And it's yeah. not that it's incorrect. It's just, I guess it's how we've been taught to approach mentors. And that is you, you send them a message or you send them an email and you say, look, can I have half an hour of your time? Mm -hmm. and, and for a lot of these people, time is the most valuable thing. Yes that you know that they have and so you're asking them to give you 30 minutes of something that they probably don't have um whereas if you were to reframe the conversation and instead of say can i have 30 minutes of your time and say something like um i love what you do i would love to um you know edit some of your videos and 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 send you that um just just because i'm, I'm a huge fan um or i'd love to um you know, whatever it might be, something that adds some sort of value to them where instead of taking, you're actually giving. And that's going to open up the relationship for you to then down the line um, try to be mentored from them and, and try and take some of their time. But for you to take some of their time and for them to actually listen to you and respond to you, you have to first give as opposed to take. Because, mm. um, I mean, I... Um, I mean, I, I can't compare myself to some of these incredible people that, that we mentioned, like um, like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee. I mean, they're on a whole different level. And I get a huge amount of people asking me for my time. I can't even imagine 
what those people would experience in terms of people asking them for their time. And so I'm just saying, um, start off small and build your way up. Okay. So start by proximity um, and build up your mentors as you start needing some new skill sets. But by all means, approach it um, with the idea of giving as opposed to taking some time from them. Mm. Well, you know, my takeaways from that is that I think some people have a, have a tendency to approach things from a very subservient level that says, you are up on this pedestal. I am way down here. Would you be so kind to just give me 15 minutes of your time? It would mean the world to me. I would love it. And then, of course, if in the rare event that they actually do get that time, that it's just going to be a, I need help. Please help me. Give me value. I need money. I need feedback. Whereas I think what you're providing is to just have a value first approach, because this goes back to even martial arts instructors. You know, the, the cliche in the martial arts films is that the Sifu, the master, the sensei is there in, in the dojo and someone comes along and says, let me just mop your floors. And they just start mopping yeah. the floors and, and you can't push that person away. Yeah. They're yeah. going to clean the floors and then they're going to clean the windows. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have, and you have the sensei kind of just walk away and come back at like six, six o'clock in the morning and they're still doing that. Right. Yeah, you, know? Right. you know, like they're really proving themselves. Well, look, an equivalent of that, not that we're asking you to mop their floors, but I had a gentleman approach me about a couple of months ago and he said, look, I love the work that you do. Um, can I just please do some design work for you for free? Um, you know, let me create some content for you. If you like it, great. If you don't, you know, you don't have to use it, of course. Um, and I had nothing to lose, <laughs> you know, if anything, being a content creator, um, it's a process. And so, you know, I wanted to see what he had. And he did that. He started creating content for me and sending me pieces of content and doing some incredible design work. Um, and I truly appreciated it. And I'm more than happy now to give him all the time that he wants. You know, because he's, he's done this massive solid for me and alleviated some time for me. And I think that's the key. If you can alleviate time for them, they'll then use that time on you. And that's and that's the amazing thing. Mm. Yeah, that's that's so well said, man. I really appreciate that. Um, what are what are some of the things that you might you might share with us um, from a, a, a not to do perspective? Um you know, whether it's approaching folks or whether it's building up a LinkedIn presence, types of content that they might be sharing. What are some of the big no-nos that you just might throw at us right now? Some things that you might just have seen lately and just say, you know what, that's that's cringy. I, I wish people didn't do that. Yeah, what I'm seeing a lot of is um, people just getting the wrong advice. Um, and they're getting advice from people that more or less haven't, haven't done it. Um, as in, if, if you're getting advice about content creation or personal branding and you're getting that advice from someone that doesn't have a personal brand or is not creating content, then that's a red flag. Okay. So you have to be very, very conscious of that. What I'm seeing right now on LinkedIn is people taking the professional platform far too seriously. Okay. They think because it's a professional platform, I have to bring my professional self. I have to put on this mask. I have to put on a facade. I have to create this character. That is my professional character. No. People don't resonate with that anymore. What people resonate with is people creating content and being human in their content. People want to be able to relate to you and, and resonate with you um, and, you know, ensure that you share some sort of similarities. So it's actually important instead of bringing your professional um, self to, yes, provide some professional content where you're educating people on your expertise, but at the same time approaching it in such a way that you're speaking to a friend, that you're showing 
the real side of you, that you're being human, you know, that you're peeling back a few layers and actually showing them the human being that's behind your business. Um, that's what I'm seeing a lot of um, in terms of people not doing that. Um, and as soon as you do start being human and revealing a little bit more of yourself um, and just start being authentic, and I know that word is thrown around a lot and it's almost lost a bit of meaning, but that's what I'm talking about, just being authentic and real, you're going to find a community of people that believe the things that you believe. And you're also going to be able to filter out the people that don't resonate with you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you mentioned that uh, before all of this, as you started out, you were uh, slightly shy and slightly awkward, to use your words, in fact. And uh, at some point, I presume in your life, you, you had a confidence unlock. You realized that I need to be more vulnerable. I need to be more empathetic. I need to be more open-minded. I need to let my childhood traumas go you know, what was that tipping point for you where you just realized, you know what, all I have to do is spread these wings and just take flight? Yeah, great question. Um, and look, I was very, very shy and awkward, not just a little shy and awkward. Um, I realized that um, I got to the stage where it was so bad that I couldn't even look people in the eyes because um, I lacked confidence that much. Um, I realized that I couldn't even, um, well, I didn't even want to uh, speak to people because I felt like I didn't deserve to take up the voice space, you know, and that's, and that's a serious low opinion of yourself when you get to that stage. And in that, I just realized I was missing out on so many opportunities and that's absolutely not a way to live. Um, the tipping point for me was when I was about 18, I was working at a pizza place and I was making pizzas and washing dishes. Um, and my boss at the time, who was a serial entrepreneur, um, approached me and um, he's the one that told me that, look, I know you don't believe in yourself, but I believe in you. Um, and he's the one that actually gifted me that 24 disc CD set by Tony Robbins. And that was my introduction to self-improvement. And as soon as I went home and I put on that first CD and I heard that voice, you know, that Tony Robbins voice, um, it changed everything for me. Um, and then there was a number of practical things, um, that I learned to do to kind of switch my mindset about things. And I started to really gravitate towards things that I was fearful of, things that terrified me, knowing that if I accomplished those things or at least attempted those things, I would actually grow through it. And that's what I did. I did that for a period of 15 years. You know, I would throw myself into public speaking by emceeing, volunteering to emcee a friend's wedding or, or volunteering to do a sales presentation, things that terrified me at the time. But, you know, I grew through that. And now, I mean, now 15 years on, I'm in a position where I'm so truly confident um, that I can speak in front of a group of thousands. You know, I can I can help to impact lives by spreading my message. And so the tipping point for me was actually just having one person that believed in me. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes um, it really only takes one person. You know, sometimes it only takes one person to believe in you or, or one person to give you an opportunity or one person to put you on the right path or guide you in the right direction. Um, and from there, you're OK. But you need that you need that bit of a nudge or, or push to put you in the right direction so that you can start building that momentum. Right. It's like a snowball. At some point, something has to happen for that snowball to start rolling. But once it does, it starts building and building and building. Yeah, you know, it's it's so true what you're saying, this idea of, you know, having that catalyst, having that 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 believer that ultimately brings the self-love that you might already have within yourself to just bring to help you fill your your potential, you know? 
And, you know, that lack of belief, I think, frankly, is, is, the, is the cause of all the great failures in mankind and in humanity. You know, it's that lack of belief in someone that I think you articulate, you know, so, so incredibly well. Um, my, my next question is, is centered around uh, some of the content that you, that you put out. You have found a pretty eclectic mix of content that you put out. Some stuff is you grab from other posts. Some stuff is stuff that you've come up with. Sometimes, uh, you know, you put your own brand on it. Sometimes you don't. You know, how do you decide some of the content that you put out on LinkedIn? Is it is it random? Are you a little bit more articulate about it? Do you have A-B tests? Is it just whatever you're inspired to do? I'd love to learn more. No, there's there's absolute strategy behind what I do and and everything I put out is is premeditated and I want to make sure that it fits and aligns with my brand message, you know, and my brand message is all about confidence, courage and content. Um, and within that, I want it to align with um, my values, you know, my values being kindness, optimism, growth, integrity, respect. Um, and so once I've got a good understanding, once I had a good understanding of exactly what I stood for and exactly who I was, every bit of content I put out revolves around that and aims to spread and reinforce that message. Um, everything I put out is also 100% original content, you know, whether it's, it's, it's videos, um, or stories or images. I mean, it's, it's 100% me and that's, that's something I'll take pride in. Um, but I also enjoy the process. I love the process of creating content. I love the process, um, of even editing content, even though I've got a team of people to do that for me now. Um, but that's also why I love teaching people how to create content and build influence through content. And, uh, the reason I've been able to grow a following so quickly and and grow that influence so quickly is because i have actually enjoyed the process um but uh, i also more than anything enjoy making that impact you know so when i have someone send me a message in my dm um and they say look i just i just watched your last video i just read your last post and it inspired me to do this or inspired me to do that i mean that for me is everything you know that for me makes everything worthwhile um, and that's far better to me than having, you know, hundreds of likes or hundreds of comments. You know, that stuff feels good temporarily, but knowing you're making an impact is just a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And then how do you find your balance in creating content, um, following and figuring out what's best for ultimately the bottom line, and then also staying true to yourself? I'll give you a little bit more context. Sometimes people find themselves in a survival-based situation where they say, I need to put content that sells because if I don't do that, I I'm going to fatigue and my boss is not going to approve this or I'm just not going to feel authentic about it. Whereas you and I both know that if, if, if people just take all the salesiness, maybe 99% of it out and just provide value and empathy that all obviously it's a different path. How do you find your balance? 100%. Look, I, I like to have probably an 80-20 mix, right? 20% of the time I am selling or pitching. It could be a webinar, it could be an event, um, or it could be some sort of call to action, right? But I make sure that 80% of the time, right, majority, far majority of the time, I'm actually just adding value, you know, and I'm, I'm giving away free value. I'm giving away my IP. I'm giving away things that they can practically take away and implement, um, and that is how you build trust, right? You don't build trust through selling, you build trust through serving and through giving away free value. Um, and so uh, to your earlier point, that's another thing I'm seeing a lot of on the platform, people just um, shamelessly selling and plugging their services or plugging themselves. 
without giving out that free content, without giving out that free value and building that trust first, right? So they're asking for a commitment from people without even building that trust. And so, um, yeah, look, I absolutely have that mix. I'm very, very conscious of it. Um, I've learned a lot from um, Gary V and Gary V strategy. And, and Gary V has a book or a concept called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And that's what he talks about. So when he talks about the jabs, he's talking about giving away that free content, that free value that's going to build trust so that when you do come in with the right hook, which is your call to action, people are actually listening. People are actually willing to then engage. Um, but you have to approach them with the jabs. And just like in a boxing match, you're not going to win through a, a haymaker or, or through an uppercut. You might if you get lucky, but you wear people down with the jabs. And so uh, if you liken content to the same thing, you put out a whole bunch of free value-add content, and then you have the right to ask for a, a commitment. Well, I think in your case, with your, with your impact and your influence, you're able to accomplish the one-inch punch. So. <laughs> I love that one-inch punch. Good old Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a student of Jeet Kune Do, so I try to make as many references. Are you? Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I gathered that from your... Um, from your seafood reference. So that's, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, well, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. So um, love it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, listen, I wanted to thank you for your time. Um, where can folks connect with you? Website, LinkedIn, socials. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, at the Ahmed Imam. That's at the Ahmed Imam. Um, if you resonate with anything I've spoken about, um, send me a message. You know, I'd love to chat to you and, uh, and follow your journey as well. Nice, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, stick around. I'll share some notes with you. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. Cheers.